The college baseball experience on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Bet $100 and get $100 at winbet.com or download the WinBet app and start winning today. State restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast's Final Four Watch Party this Saturday. Sweat out your bets and win prizes with Ryan, Sean, and Colby over on youtube.com slash Podcast. Plus, make sure to fill out your Our Listener Survey for a chance to win $100 gift card to SGPN's store. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash survey. All right, already. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of the College Baseball Experience. We've been on a little bit of a hiatus over the last few weekends. I think it's been three weekends in a row that we have not had a show. So where have we been? Well, first off, the first weekend in March, I was on vacation down in Florida. So it was tough for me to, you know, balance time and uh, get ready for the show. So we were under the influence that we would do shows while I was on vacation and during March madness, but it, we weren't able to get around to it. Um, one, cause I feel, I feel weird about it, not being able to watch most of the action, but still giving out picks to all you guys. Um, if I'm giving out picks, I want to make sure that I'm doing it to my full 100% of uh, ability. And me, I get distracted by March Madness. It's the biggest tournament that there is. Um, and I love I loved that tournament so much. And I would prefer to, you know, help out with that content over there during that time. So, you know, now I'm full, full-time baseball. So college baseball, MLB uh, from here on out until next November. I get it pretty well with SGPN where I can just trans like transition right into the next sports season that I really love. And that is baseball. And I cannot wait to uh, continue to do that with you guys and happy opening day. I'm recording this on uh, Thursday, which was MLB opening day. Most of the games are now wrapped up, but uh, that is not the point of today's show. We are jumping into the seventh weekend of the college baseball regular season. Um, if every episode of this podcast, we've done picks for, uh, mainly just for Friday slates. Um, we'll expand on that as the season gets, goes along. Um, but we have participated in, uh, the 11.7 podcasts contest. So basically they pick the six biggest series each week. And I've been giving out picks, uh, for the winner of each series and it's basically a huge contest and the winner gets a all expenses paid trip to stay at circa resort which is or circa sports uh i don't know if it's resort but um basically the winner gets that um so i i think it's been a, a good competitive talking point throughout the show um, and I figured I'd update you guys on how I've been doing. And if some of you have tailed the first three weeks of my picks on the show when we were giving them out um, through six weeks. So that's six series. Um, so six picks, six weeks. That's 30, 36 series. 
My picks are 25 and 10. There was one rainout included, so they they split the two the first two games. They went one and one, and the third game was not played out. I forget what series that was, but it ended. Um, they just did not count that series overall. So there's been 35 uh, results. I'm 25 and 10, and that puts me good for tied for 10th. So we're doing pretty dang good in this challenge. Um, I think I'm in the top. 10% of people, which is pretty nice. Um, so we've been rolling with that. Now, I'm riding solo today. Um, by the way, I don't even know if I introduced myself. A little bit rusty with the solo pods. We were doing them all at the end of the year last year through conference tournaments and the NCAA tournament. I was doing a solo pod every night. Um, but yeah, I'm a little bit rusty. So in case you are not watching on YouTube. My name is Noah Beanick, aka 77, and you can follow me on Twitter at 77NB. I will continue, like at the beginning of the season, I was posting picks every day for college baseball, and then I took a break during March Madness that will pick back up again. Um, but uh, I'm riding solo today because we seem to have lost our guys from the Spit and Seeds crew in. Beard and Beave, they were down there in Baton Rouge for game one of the most highly anticipated series of the year in Tennessee LSU. Um, so I figured we were going to review that game. I will do that instead on my own here. No biggie. Uh, they got lost down there in Baton Rouge. I assume that's pretty easy to do, so we'll cut them some slack here. Um, but it was a pretty incredible pitching pitchers duel on Thursday night. It got interesting once the starters got pulled because Tennessee tied it up at two in the eighth. And then LSU took advantage of a couple of booted balls from the Vols in the eighth. And Jordan Thompson took advantage hitting a three run double. So uh, LSU went up five, two there. And then the Vols had one more chance in the top of the ninth. They had two runners on and they had the tying run up to bat and they just, uh, could not come through. They fell just short. So in game two, so sorry about that. Now we're going to jump into the six series in that 11.7 picks contest. Before I do that, though, let me hit on an ad real quick. Um, our presenting sponsor of the show is WinBet. It's the official online sports book of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is now active in Massachusetts and tons of other states. And March Madness is here. So there's there's so many ways to get down on the big dance. Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100, get $100. Limited state availability. And of course, for our DGENs, only if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you get a $1,000 free credit. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to winbet.com or download the WinBet app today. Offer is subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Are you looking to hang out with Sean and Ryan at Stadium Swim and watch the biggest golf tournament in the world? You can win a three-night stay at Circus Las Vegas to hang with the guys. The contest is completely free to enter. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash golf party. And if you don't win the contest, you can still get a discount on a room using pro promo code SGP15. The Final Four Watch Party is going virtual. Hang out with the guys on their YouTube channel for the entire Saturday of Final Four action. Live bets, prize giveaways, and much more. Subscribe to YouTube.com slash Podcast 
and tune in on Saturday for the big games. All right, so let's talk about our big games in college baseball coming up. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, 11.7, they pick some of their six most interesting series, and then um, many people are picking these games in this contest. So the first one, obviously, is Tennessee. They're the 10th-ranked team in the country by D1 Baseball, LSU number one. Uh, the Vols are plus 140 to win game two of the series. LSU is minus 175. Now, in game two, we are going to see Chase Burns from Tennessee, who has a 2-1 record this year with a 4.15 ERA in six starts, 34.2 innings, 59 strikeouts, and nine walks this season. And he'll pitch against LSU's Ty Floyd, who surprisingly to me is having a better year than Burns on paper. Floyd has a 4-0 record in four starts. He's pitched 26.1 innings with 31 strikeouts and only nine walks. Tennessee this year is 4-2 in game twos, and LSU is 5-1 in game twos. We don't always get the Vols as dogs. Um, I think they can even this series up in game two. Um, based on it today, LSU left a lot of runners on base, but Tennessee was able to get out of all the jams, and the Tennessee pitching staff, looks a little bit stronger to me because as we saw Paul Skeens get pulled, Tennessee was starting to make some noise offensively, whereas Skeens was just limiting the whole game. So um, after Skeens, this LSU pitching staff is somewhat even or maybe a, even a little bit below the volunteers. And I think Tennessee can take advantage of that here um, in Friday's game too. So I'll take Tennessee uh, plus 140 to win this game. Um, we'll do a best bets segment at the end of the show. Um, you might see this one on that. Uh, I took LSU to win the series in the 11.7 contest, but I do think Tennessee is very live in game two here. The next series in the contest was Jacksonville and Florida Gulf coast. Um, I'll pick the Friday game and I'll also mention who I take to win the series at the end of it. Um, Jacksonville is plus 175 on the money line. Totals will come out Friday morning. Oftentimes, you'll just have to check my Twitter when I tweet them out, um, what plays I am on. Um, yeah, it's just the unfortunate way of college baseball gambling so far right now throughout the uh, first two years of it really being daily. So, yeah, uh, Jacksonville plus 175 on the money line. Like I mentioned, they're going up against the number, number 16 team in the uh, country. They're at Florida Gulf Coast, who's minus 215 here. So FGCU started the year 3-0 on Fridays, but in that March 3rd Friday game against Florida State, their ace Jason Woodward exited due to injury. There hasn't been any new news on Woodward, and since that point, it seems that FGCU has been reeling on Fridays, losing two of their last three ace days, which account for only half of their losses this season. They've only got six total. I expect FGCU to open as a sizable uh, – well, we we see the opening number. Jacksonville is a sizable dog, plus 175 FGCU, a big favorite here. Jacksonville is 6-0 and on Fridays this year behind their uh, ace Evan Crest, who's been outstanding with a 175 ERA in six starts this season. Give me the Dolphins here to win game one, but I also took the Eagles to win the series. So I'll, I'll take Jacksonville to win game one, FGCU to pull off the reverse sweep in game two and three. But yeah, Jacksonville plus 175, another live dog here to start off the podcast. 
Third series, we have the number 21 ranked team in the country, the Texas Longhorns taking on number 17, Oklahoma State in Stillwater, Oklahoma. Texas is minus 105 on the money line. Oklahoma State minus 125. Texas is 4-2 and two on Fridays behind their ace, Lucas Gordon, who has a 165 ERA. And he's 2-0 and oh this year in six starts. But recently this week, in their midweek game against Texas A&M, they brought in Gordon to relieve. Now, he only threw 15 pitches. I don't think we should worry too much about that because that's pretty much a normal bullpen day for most pitchers uh, during the midweek. But, you know, Oklahoma State will pitch Ben Abram here, who is 4-0 on the year with a 5 ERA. Abram is a typical reliever who carries a 264 opponent's batting average and has a 602 FIP. Uh, I think he's due for a loss here coming up, but with Warren Watts-Brown going on Saturday, I think the Pokes even the series on Saturday and win it on Sunday. So again, um, Texas minus 105, but still at the better price. I'll exercise the Longhorns as my pick in this one, but again, in the 11.7 podcast I took uh, contest, I took Oklahoma State to win the game. Um in the fourth series in that contest, Maryland is at number 25, Iowa. Maryland's plus 100, Iowa minus 130 on the money line. The opening weekend of the Big Ten is going to showcase its biggest and most anticipated matchup of the year, as it is currently the unranked but preseason favorite in the Terrapins against the only Big Ten ranked team currently, the Hawkeyes. Brady Brecht is the listed Friday starter. Therefore, I'm not going to fade the two-sport stud chucking triple digits against the Terps team that I really didn't expect great things from early on in the preseason anyway. I also took Iowa to win this series. Um, The fifth series that we're going to talk about today is TCU at number 22, Texas Tech this weekend. TCU on Friday is a plus 110, Moneyline Dog, Texas Tech minus 140. Both of these teams are 4-2 and two on Fridays. The Red Raiders were just swept at Texas, and TCU swept Kansas just last weekend. Friday night, we have a pitching matchup of Brendan Girton going for Tech. He's 2-0 on the year with a 248 ERA in 27.1 innings with 20 strikeouts, 18 walks. Um, you know, a little bit more walks than you would like, but going he's going against TCU's Ryan Vanderhey, who is also 2-2. Two with a 528 ERA, 29 stri- uh, 29 innings pitched, 32 strikeouts, and 13 walks. This matchup feels like it might fly over. Um, again, we'll have to wait on those totals being released on Friday morning. Um, but I've learned my lesson here not to pick against the Red Raiders in Lubbock. Give me them on Friday. And I also took another home team in the series. So if you're keeping track at home, five series, I've picked five home teams. Now for the sixth series, the final one in this 11.7 Pick'em contest, I have, or it is Oregon State at Washington. On Friday, the Beavers are a minus 205 favorite. Washington's plus 165. And our guys over at 11.7 chose a nice matchup in the Pac-12 for us. The Huskies have started off the season hot, and Oregon State, for their standards, has not. 
Uh, both teams are five, four and two on ace day so far this year. And we've got a great pitching matchup between Oregon State's Trent Sellers and Washington's Kiefer Lord. Sellers for the Beavers is three and two on the year with a 345 ERA and 28.2 innings pitched. 50 strikeouts he has with only 14 walks compared to Lord for Washington, who's three and one with a 267 ERA, 43 strikeouts, eight walks in 33.2 innings pitched. Lord started the year going as the Huskies SP2, but he late, he recently just got a promotion to the Friday night starter. Um, in his last two starts, he's been touched up just a little bit, though. Um, giving up seven runs and 11 innings, good for a 573 ERA. This might be just a classic fallback down to earth once you get into conference play from him. I'm taking Oregon State to win on Friday and also pick up a much-needed road series victory against a possible dark horse in the Pac-12. Now let me tell you about Sword Vitality. Uh, Sword Vitality helps increase your blood flow that in ways that help you thrive as a man. Sword Vitality can also increase your stamina. You don't have to hide it. You can be proud of it. Um, visit SwordVitality.com and use promo code SGPN for a nice discount at checkout. That's SwordVitality.com, promo code SGPN. Um, we're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy continues their March Madness college pick em. It is a great way to get in on the action, especially if your bracket is already busted like mine. Plus, Underdog Fantasy has your favorite college basketball player props and great NBA and NHL daily games. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. All right, let's jump back into the games here. I've picked out nine, so our starting nine. I've picked out nine great games here that we're going to talk about here on Friday. Um, plenty more odds up for games, but as you guys may know, uh, if you do follow college baseball yourself, it's hard to find some information, and it takes some time. So I picked out the nine biggest games for us to talk about, and let's dive into them here on the podcast. Sorry, I'm turning a page. I'm old school. I write down a lot of notes in my notebook and I don't really use my computer for it. So yeah, that was just my page. And while I'm also distracting myself, I'll just take a drink of water. So game number one here on Friday, uh, Georgia tech is minus minus one twenty-five at the number 14 team in the country, Boston college, a little bit of a surprise team this year. They are minus one Oh five on the money line. They're a short dog. In this matchup, generally speaking, BC has struggled on Fridays, only three and three this year, and they are 15 and two when not facing other teams' aces. Georgia Tech on Fridays are four and two, or is four and two. Starting for the Yellow Jackets is Jackson Finley, who's one and one with a 282 ERA, 21 strikeouts, seven walks, and six starts. That's 22.1 innings for the GT starter. For Boston College, it's Henry Leak. He's 3-1 with a 3.09 ERA, 28 strikeouts and 6 walks in 4 starts in 23.1 innings. This game makes me want to take the over. We'll see how uh, where that number lands in the morning. As for my pick, I'll take BC, I guess, because going into the Northeast may be tough for a Southern team that relies on their bats. 
game two of this series. So it's a very nice one um, in South Carolina. We have the number two team in the country, Wake Forest, team that I was very high on in the preseason. They're minus 195 on the money line against Clemson, plus 160 on the money line. This is, you know, what I've got for this one. I was hoping for so much better from Eric Backage's squad, uh, the Clemson crew that, uh, you know, it's his first season in Clemson. I'm sort of partial to Backage, the old Michigan head coach. He's pretty much the reason why I got into following um, college baseball because, you know, I live in Michigan and college baseball is not really that popular up here as uh, we have the MLB season with the Detroit Tigers that just started up. And Michigan Stadium really only has 500 seats. So, yeah, uh, just – Love college baseball, though. I love college sports in general, so that's how I gravitated to college baseball. Always going to have a soft spot for Eric Backage, but they've had a 2-5 and five start to the ACC um, after series against Duke and Georgia Tech, who, you know, we didn't really expect much from in the preseason. And then they had an 8-3 loss to start the series against Wake Forest. Clemson currently has a to-be-determined starter slated against Wake Forest. Sean Sullivan here for Friday. I'm not even sure that it matters because my Deeks, the Deeks that I took uh, the preseason to win the College World Series, I took them at plus 3,000 in the preseason. They are absolutely rolling. So I'm taking the Demon Deacons here to win this game. Um, Game number three of the nine that we've picked out specially for this podcast the number 19 team in the country, Coastal Carolina, is minus 185 on the money line against Georgia State, who's plus 150. Coastal Carolina is 6-0, an undefeated record on Fridays, whereas Georgia State is 3-3. Three three. The Panthers are pitching Joseph Brandon, who's 2-1 with a 4-5 ERA, 31 strikeouts, 15 walks in six starts, and 20 innings pitched this year. The Chanticleers will start Matthew Potok, who's 2-0 in five starts with 20 strikeouts, six walks in 20 innings. The Chant's lineup is electric. Seven starters are all hitting over 293 for them. Um, it's going to be an incredible game here, in my opinion. I'm going to take CCU. Um, minus 185 is somewhat of a high price. I wouldn't mind laying it but I'm not going to give it out as a lock on this podcast because, you know, there's plenty of juice on that pick, but I think there's good reason to take the shots here in game one to win it. Uh, game number four here on Friday that we're going to pick, the number 11 team in the country, the Louisville Cardinals, are minus 120 on the money line at NC State, minus 110. Louisville is 5-1 and one on ace day, whereas NC State is 3-3, three and three, and they've actually lost every ACC Friday game, and their ace Logan Whitaker has a 5.79 ERA in those three games compared to a season-long 4.11 ERA, 26 strikeouts, 5 walks, and 30.2 innings pitched. Um, Louisville's starter, Ryan Hawks, this year is 4-1 with a 3.60 ERA, 41 strikeouts, 8 walks in 35 innings pitched. I think this continues. I think he continues to lead the cards to another game one victory here. I think they go 6-1 so far on ace days to start the year. Give me the Louisville Cardinals, and there's a good chance you'll see this or hear this at the end of the podcast. Uh, the fifth game that we're going to pick here today 
on the podcast for the March 31st weekend of college baseball is Auburn plus 175 on the money line at the number three ranked Florida Gators minus 215. My Florida Gators, uh, one of the two teams that I claim uh, fandom to. Auburn is five and one on ace day. Meanwhile, Florida is six and oh on ace day. There are no stumbles for either team's Friday night performances. However, Auburn's uh, Will Cannon will be making his first start this season because the Tigers ace Joseph or Tigers ace Joseph Gonzalez is dealing with some arm soreness and he has been for quite a while this season. In general, in this series, Butch Thompson is kind of pulling some swings here. He's pulling some strings here. He's switching a couple of things up, and uh, he's going with his best two relievers to start the first two games of the series, um, hoping for a chance to, you know, maybe throw off Florida. But, I mean, it, it should be interesting, but uh, the Gators look like a machine here early on in the season, and I think Brandon Sprout is going to deal so. Give, give me the Gators on Friday, but minus 215, really it's only either a parlay piece, maybe with Coastal Carolina or, you know, a two-unit play, which is uh, tough to eat. The next game here is Florida State at number 23, Miami, Florida. The Seminoles are plus 120 on the money line, and the Hurricanes are minus 150. The Seminoles are 4-2 and two in Friday games this season, and Hurricanes, the Hurricanes are 3-3. Three and three. Carson Ligon, a guy many thought could take the next step and be dominant this year, has not been. So buckle up, because I think a lot of runs could be scored in this series, and I think I would favor the dog if that happens. This is mostly just a gut play, but I'll take Florida State my, uh, plus 120. But I definitely will not be betting this with my own money, though. Um, next series, it comes in the Big 12. Super underrated this year. Uh, West Virginia, currently ranked 24th in the country. They're minus 140 on the money line here in game one on Friday against Kansas State in Manhattan, who's a plus 110 dog. Both of these teams have been great on Fridays this season, both 5-1, and one, and specifically K-State's Friday loss was against the number one team in the country, LSU. Uh, the Mountaineers sort of have a hero pitching staff. They have an ideal ace and one bullpen guy who is reliable, and he's basically their closer. That's Carlson Reed. And the ace is Blaine Traxel. He's had four straight complete games, and the other game I believe he pitched eight innings. So he's been utterly dominant this season. He's five and one with a 202 ERA, 38 strikeouts, nine walks in 49 innings pitched with a 202 opponent's batting average. K-State's SP1 here is Owen Barema. He's 4-0 with a 261 ERA, 39 strikeouts, 13 walks in six starts and 31 innings pitched. For me with a fresh start on Friday, this bullpen, uh, the, the bullpen's going to be fresh. They're going to have, you know, Carlson Reed ready to go here on Friday, hoping to uh, be using him when they're ahead, and then they can maybe come back with him on Sunday in the series in Game 3. WVU, WVU has an electric lineup that should give the Mountaineers the victory here in Game 1. They have seven starters with a batting average over 293. So let's roll with the Nears here on Friday. We've got two more uh, Friday games that I have on the schedule to talk about. We're flying through these um, because normally 
I've not shortened the slate of games, but I'm just the only one offering opinions today. So uh, if you like these shorter form podcasts, let us know and uh, we'll continue to do them. Maybe I just jump on on a Saturday slate or a Sunday slate or maybe a midweek slate that you guys want uh, and I'll shoot the shit. Um, the second to last game, the penultimate game, as my buddy Malcolm Bamford on the MLB Gambling Podcast says, um, so shout out the MLB Gambling Podcast. I'm also a contributor on that. Subscribe on YouTube, uh, MLB Gambling Podcast, or follow us on Twitter at MLB SGPN. I'll be posting highlights on there from the season all year long. I also do the same thing on the College Experiences Twitter profile. You can follow us there at TCE on SGPN. I forgot. I have a uh, YouTube um, ticker that I should be displaying here with all of our uh, accounts to follow. So if you're watching YouTube, I just threw that up there, and there's plenty of names up there that are all part of our team. Go throw them a follow real quick. Um, So like I said, the penultimate game here on our slate is the fifth team in the country, Virginia, minus 160 on the money line at Virginia Tech, plus 130. So we've got the Commonwealth Clash this weekend. Um, very anticipated, although the Hokies, you know, they're definitely the team that I've eaten the most shit on this year. Um, I had them winning the ACC, and so far they've lost three straight series to start conference play this year. I also have money on the Hokies making it to Omaha. We're not crossing that out yet. However, Virginia Tech has to pick it up a little bit. Um, I still think they make the tournament as of right now, but uh, the strength of record does not look great. Um, entering this series, uh, entering this series, the Cavs are 23 and two on the year and six and zero on ace day. Virginia tech is two and four on ace day and their number one drew Hackenberg is just one and three with a five thirteen ERA, 38 strikeouts, 12 walks in six starts, throwing 33.1 innings. As for the Wahoos, they've got Brian Egerton going. He's 4-0 on the year with a 195 ERA, 35 strikeouts, 9 walks in 6 starts, and 32.1 innings. If this wasn't a rivalry game and UVA wasn't on the road, this would be a cold, hard lock. But we've got to stay away from betting the road favorite in the Commonwealth Clash. The last game on our slate here today that we're going to talk about is Missouri at number 18, Kentucky. Uh, Missouri is plus 165 on the money line. The Wildcats are minus 205. Now, our whole clan, me and the Spit and the Seeds crew, plus most of the college baseball space, was down on both of these squads in the preseason, but they've both been great surprises. To my surprise, Missouri has a confirmed starter, and Kentucky has the to-be-announced pitcher. Um, because the Tigers, they've had some pitching injuries lately. Um, For those that are wondering, Chandler Murphy is slated to start on Saturday. Uh, For Missouri, though, Austin Tresser will be tossing. He is 2-1 on the year with a 2.66 ERA, 29 strikeouts, 7 walks, and 20.1 innings pitched. This will only be his third start of the season. This will be an interesting, intriguing series, but... I've just got to know who the Wildcats are starting here on Friday before I potentially 
uh, back either team. The Wildcats are minus 205. I think that's ridiculously high. Missouri seems enticing here with Tresser on the mound, who's got a pretty good stat line throughout the year. Um, but I, I just got to see who the Wildcats are going to throw. So Missouri plus 165 might not be a bad look come tomorrow game time. Uh, as for the best bets, I hinted this at the beginning of the podcast that we'll throw this in at the end just as a recap. I've got one lock and two dogs for you guys here. The lock is minus 120. Louisville on the money line, 1.2 units to win one unit. That's kind of my strategy when just betting baseball in general. You can't get away with just saying the spread um, in college basketball, for instance, because uh, most of these prices are just your baseball is a money line sport. So you can't really get away with uh, saying that your record is 30 and 15 on the year when really like you might be picking minus 200 favorites type thing. It's something for the, you know, listeners and just uh, transparency through the podcast. So uh, 1.2 units to win one unit on that Louisville money line play. And for the two darks, um, I, I mentioned this earlier. We don't get Tennessee as an underdog very often. I'm going to take them at plus 140 on the money line, uh, 0.7 units to win one unit against LSU here. Um, like I said, Chase Burns on the mound. They are more live than ever, especially as an underdog. I will uh, gladly jump on them at plus money here. And the last play is Jacksonville plus 175 on the money line to beat Florida Gulf Coast, who's having a great year so far. Um, that's 0.6 units to win one unit. Now, the reasoning there is, you know, I mentioned it earlier, but uh, Jacksonville, they are 6-0 and on Fridays. Florida Gulf Coast has been struggling as of late as they lost their ace, Jason Woodward. Um, so on Fridays, they've lost their last two of three. Um, and as we mentioned, they are having a great year, and that's like half of their losses this season. So give me the Dolphins to win game one of the series. Uh, that'll do it for today's episode. This is week seven, I think, of the college baseball season. Um, again, hit me up on Twitter. You can follow me at 70. That's the word 70, the number seven, and my initials NB on Twitter. Um, I recently just subscribed to Twitter Blue, whatever that means. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, hit me up if you like this short form video. Uh, it took me a good couple of hours to put together a couple of notes on some of the biggest games of the day. If you like this, we'll continue to do it, um, for like midweek games or Saturday, Sunday slates. Um, as for, you know, uh, the rest of the day, I hope it's a great one. I hope some of your bets hit. Um, and there's no bad beats. Thanks for joining us uh, during the road to Omaha. You've experienced the better side of college baseball with the college baseball experience. Adios, amigos.